Hey, Brady. How you doing? I'm all right. How you been? How was your week? Good. Um, good week. Positive uh, flow of people coming through the restaurant. Uh, still doing the takeout curbside and diners inside and diners out. So it's been it's been good. Yeah, same with me. Pretty good week. I'm starting to um, actually turn a few people away, which is... <laughs> well, you know, our capacity isn't quite where it should be, but... Yeah, we try to try to turn people away and keep the people who are coming happy. We're not quite at that level yet, and actually, I I noticed this week that um, you know, we're growing a lot of produce as we have done for the past few years, and normally we get to use all or most of that produce in our dishes at the restaurant, and because we don't have as many clients this year uh, due to COVID, um, we have decided to sell some of those things. You know, you've seen. Um, oh, yeah, how's that going? It's it's pretty good. I mean, you've seen some of the other restaurants they've set up their own little markets and you know like mike standing did with waterman's and he set up a market it's, it's really not a market like that but i i am selling uh cherry tomatoes and uh what else do i grow a lot of um the peppers the um shizito peppers and cuc- cucumbers which just keep growing and growing and growing and appear every minute i turn around so um yeah, so we're selling those, and that seems to be going pretty well. The customers come in, they eat, and they take a little produce home with them. So that's been fun. That's great. That's great. Yeah, we, we're looking at maybe doing that as well. But right now, they're just coming online. We're just starting to get some big our, our big tomatoes coming in. We got some cherry tomatoes like you, but not quite enough to sell. And But we've got and to sell just as tomatoes, but we're putting them in dishes. And we've got um, cucumbers like you. Have you ever noticed how the cucumbers grow? They're like, they're sneaky. They're like behind the big leaves. Yeah. And yeah. One minute you see nothing, you'll see like a little cornichon, like a little yeah, gherkin, and then boom, you've got this giant cucumber. Beans are like that too. They're hard to find when you want to pick them. You, I'll go out there and pick like four beans and tell my mom that there's no beans on the vine. <laughs> then she'll go out there and find them. <laughs> Come back with a bucket full. A bucket, yeah. If you look silly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Didn't that happen when we send people into the walk-in? We're like... Um, you know, chef, I can't find the. It's right there on the shelf. No, no, that's chef, exactly right. Look. Yeah. And then I would say, all right. Imagine I put a hundred dollar bill on that case of leeks. Let's see if you go and find it. They come right back out with that case yeah. of leeks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or whatever it may be. You know, the weather right now is just absolutely beautiful and sunshiny and hot. And I think it's a little too hot for a tent. People tend to cook inside that thing. Uh, Unless it's a nice breeze, and there hasn't been a breeze lately. It's interesting you mentioned too hot in a tent, because we're in one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true, but this is more of a cabana than a tent, and this doesn't have sides, and, you know, we're we're on the the, uh, Linhaven River here, and we've got a nice breeze, beautiful setting. Yes, we're at Steinhofer's. Okay, well, you didn't have to mention that, but we are. (laughs) We're here with Mark Yerge from... Buffalo, who is the co-owner of Salvatore's Grand Hotel and Russell's Steaks, Chops, and more. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. I, I fit in a little work on my vacation, which the IRS always loves that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's it's proof that you can write off the vacation, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're happy you're here. Um, as far as I know, this is what you've told me, that you have one vacation a year and you choose to come to Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach. Is that correct? <laughs> Yes, as as you two can attest, don't you know? Owning this this a business in this industry, and uh, demands your time. And uh, so, yeah, for my wife was actually born in Quantico, um, 
that was the original lure to get down these parts. As she left, you know, as an infant, two, three years old, but her dad was in the Marines. And uh, so they always had a lightning to this area. And uh, growing up in the hotel business like I did, we had the opportunity to come down here. And uh, I just fell in love with it. And because we only have a week off, and I only take a week, they take more. I uh, I like to go somewhere where I know my the way around. There's no learning curve. Uh, I maximize my days. Smart move. Smart yeah. move. That is smart. A lot of times you go someplace new and you're trying to figure out where anything is for the first four or five days. <laughs> right. We find out real quick which restaurants we'll never go back to. Right. <laughs> right. We won't mention them. So do you stay in the same place when you come down here? As the, We're up to 20 this year, Elvin, that uh, 20, that made huh? the trek. Wow. And uh, so we've, uh, in the beginning when the kids were all infants, we could go and put, you know, Two of them on couches, two of them on love seats, one in a pull-out chair, and get away with a, a smaller house. But now they're all uh, young adults, so yeah, we've got uh, we're down in the Sandbridge area, and uh, so we rent multiple uh, units and meet for breakfast, meet at the beach, and toast at five o'clock. Yeah, so I got pictures of me holding my kids in the waves. Now I got pictures of them uh, drinking in the waves. Well, Mark, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling us a little bit about. Your restaurant and, and what you do up there and, and exactly where it is. And then we'll get into, you know, how, how we met and how this all came together. Uh, sure. So uh, the name of our uh, restaurant, which is located in a hotel, our restaurant's called Russell Steaks Chops and More. Uh, named after my partner, uh, Russell Salvatore. He's uh, 87 years young and um, literally is an icon in Buffalo when it comes to the restaurant uh, industry. And he's moved on to... Uh, uh, philanthropy um, in his upper uh, years here and uh, so I'm there doing a lot of the running of the restaurant but uh, he's still steering the ship and um, it's located in the in a, the uh, Salvatore's Grand Hotel it's a small hotel 95 room hotel but uh, we found out how much uh, we appreciated that during the start of this COVID we had something to do the hotels were deemed essential right off the bat so we stayed open and uh, my partner actually lives in the hotel so uh we kept a little bit of staff around just to have uh, some bodies in there. I've worked with my grandfather, my uncle, and now my mother um, over the years. And I've found that in this business, it's really good to have that wisdom. Uh, is, he, is he an advisor? I mean, does he really? Yeah, but Brady, I've, I've often, you know, explained it that it's uh, for a, a long time. I've been in with, uh, you know, tied up with him for probably 23 years and I would still say today, it's like going to school. Every mistake I'm going to make, he's already made it twice. So I sometimes fight him when he says, no, we're not going to do that. And I'm like, why not? And then he says, because this is what's going to happen. And he's usually right. If you win those arguments, you regret it. Yeah. I've been through that with my mom a couple of times. Too many times. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think we'd learn by now. Yeah. How many seats in your, your restaurant? Uh, we've got uh, 180 seats in our uh, dining room. And then we've got uh, two private rooms that we also use for private dinners. One holds up to 70, one holds up to 50. Are you mainly serving guests from the hotel or locals and that kind of stuff? So it, uh, it's almost, on the weekends, it's probably 50-50. Uh, during the week, it's probably 80-20 locals and uh, local uh, out-of-state business guys coming to town looking to entertain in a, a high-end restaurant. And um, we do a tremendous amount of Canadian business. Um, we used to, anyways, before they closed the borders. You know, I met Russell once, and he is, well, you said he's an icon, and he's, he's definitely a presence in the restaurant. I mean, he was 
booted and suited and uh, the, the sharp shirt with the cufflinks and the tie and and he was just he was there and he was he was like a proud peacock over his restaurant and you were there by his side and what a great visual when you walk into your into your restaurant yeah he often tells me so i told you he resides there so when it comes so in the morning we run the hotel we do our business and then in the evening we open it well we open at five we hit the floor at four thirty. a little pre-shift with some servers in the kitchen and then uh Russ comes down right about that time, and like uh, clockwork, he goes around, readjusts all the lights uh, and the thermostats. But he told me once that when the elevator brings him down and opens on the first floor, he feels like he's going on stage. And uh, and that's how he is that the entire night. And, you know, everybody that comes in there knows him from the Buffalo area, and he tries to go out of his way to make their night special. That's part of the old guard. You know, it's a performance. And a lot of times today we had that trend where servers wanted to be part of your party and they'd, they'd even sit down at the table to take their take your order. Um, of course, we never did that, and I'm sure you never did. But that was a trend at the corporate steakhouses so that uh, they kind of felt like they're part of the family, the, the, the guest. And my grandfather and my mother and my uncle have always taught me that we're part of the show. We're not, we're not part of the audience. And when you cross that line... Uh, things go bad, and uh, the experience, the magic is lost. I, you, you, I've never heard it put that way, but you're exactly right. Yeah, there's a there's a line there that shouldn't be crossed, and there's, you know, we teach our service, and sometimes we get concerns expressed to us from guests that they thought they were a little too casual, and, uh, you know, we reel them right back in. I've always found it a hard line to straddle, because from my perspective, I was in the kitchen cooking, and I'm working, I'm busy, but people want to come in and say hi to me, and hey, how you doing, and let me know that they're there. And being in an open kitchen, that, that definitely helped. But sometimes you just got to say, you know, hey, love you. Thanks for being here. But I got to turn around and keep cooking. So it, it's, it's definitely a fine line there. It seems that you're implying that the front of the house doesn't work. Alan. That's not what I said. <laughs> the, front, the front of the house only enhances the experience. And I'm, I'm fortunate. So we're just, we're just kind of icing on the cake. No, well, you are definitely Eye candy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are both very handsome. Yes, yes. Yeah, we've, we're fortunate enough. We've got the we t- anybody that wants to come in for dinner and calls me and make the reservations. I always tell them, do me a favor, come at our last seating. You know, eight eight thirty. Uh, this way, when you're done having your dinner, I'll be done. We can meet at the bar. I'll buy you a drink, and we can you know take the time to talk. But you know, when they come in and you know, and like Elvin said earlier, you know, we want to thank them for coming. They had a choice of a thousand restaurants. They chose ours, and uh, and you know, like the old cheer song, they want to go. Everybody knows their name. And we want to make sure that they're recognized, they're acknowledged. Um, but when you've got, you know, 10, 15 parties in at a time that are looking for that, um, to your point earlier, Brady, you, you, you got to be able to, to step away. Um, my uncle Steve, um, who was, of course, one of my mentors, uh, pretty much on a regular basis would get into his cups a little bit towards the end of the night. And, you know, being a young guy, I always wanted to, I was learning to be more formal, and I always found that as a problem. But then later, somebody, somebody told me, Brady, this is one of the few perks you have in this business. Join them. Be part of that. <laughs> Let go. You've worked hard. It's the end of the night. You've hopefully got some friends around that you can spend time with. This, there's a tremendous sacrifice we take in our personal lives, right, to, to stay in this industry that we're in. And if you can't find a little bit of self-satisfaction at the end of the night, by it, these people become your offshoot of your family and and your friends i mean i see customers very often 
more so than I see old high school chums. And uh, absolutely. So you know, I, they know more about what's going on in my life. I mean, there's probably. Eighty of them that know I'm on vacation this week, and, <laughs> you know, I, a couple of my friends don't even know I left town. The uh, the gentleman I work for right now, Russell Alvarez, was eighty seven. Uh, started out in this business as a young kid in his father's uh, saloon slash restaurant. You know, he always tells the story of uh, shining spittoons, stirring the sauce with his mother in the kitchen, and that was he was born in thirty uh, three. So you're talking, you know, in the late thirties, you know, when he was. Back then, 10 years old, he'd be going to work every day just to be with his mother and father because there was no daycare or anything, and they'd put him to work. Then in 19, uh, his father probably turned everything over to him when he was about 20, 21 years old. And then in uh, late 60s, he made the big trek from downtown Buffalo out to Depew, New York, uh, which was probably about you know, a six-mile drive, but it was really farmland out there. And he said that this is where the airport is, and at some point this area is going to explode. So we bought a little hot dog stand, 20 seats, and uh, today we sit here. Uh, his son and his son's family run that now, and it's about a 150,000-square-foot restaurant. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know if you know the story, Brady, of how uh, Mark and I met. Do you, do you know that story? I, I don't, but I want to go back for a second. 150,000 square feet. I don't want to miss that. 150. <laughs> I mean, what he just said. We're talking about like a warehouse. That's a restaurant. 150,000 square feet is, I've got about 8,000 if I include the shed and the and the office and yeah. everything. I have 4,000. Yeah. So that's a, so he's, that's a yeah, huge so, you know, it's a, so when he st- started, he'd put on, you know, one ballroom, then two ballrooms, then three ballrooms, then four ballrooms. He's got a huge dining room. He's got outside patio. I mean, the, uh, I remember the first time I walked through there, I used to came up through the hotel ranks of the corporate hotels, Sheraton, Hilton's, Ramadas, and I went in their kitchen. And, you know, when they have coolers numbered one through 10. Uh, you the walk-in coolers. Yeah, well, you're going to find that in Cooler 8. What? We <laughs> used to have one cooler. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he was always is known to, to, uh, to do it big. And, and he really has. He never stopped expanding and... And yeah, they and now they've even uh, his son and his son's kids have even added a hotel uh, to that site. Um, I first met Russ in uh, 1997 when I was managing a Hilton hotel. All the rooms in downtown Buffalo they sold out. I wanted to come out to where I lived out in the suburbs, and uh, I took over his his general manager of his uh, another hotel called the Garden Place. It was only 49 rooms. And he said, why do you want to leave a 500-room hotel? And I said, I'm not sure I do, but I'll talk to you. And he says, well, let me show you. And he showed me all these plans to make it bigger. And when I left, we had just under 170 rooms. You know, so we put through four additions when I was there for 10 years. Uh, did a big streetscape outside, moved our driveway. So, you know, he's, I, I, I always say, I think he's a frustrated developer. You know, uh, restaurants is hobby, but he likes to develop. Doesn't sound like he's incredibly frustrated. Yeah. He's doing a good job with the developing. Yeah. Now I have, I have, I want to know, Alvin, how did you and you and Mark meet? Well, and speaking of the property, I've, I've been on the property and it's absolutely beautiful. It's just unbelievable. And, and Mark can explain a little bit more about the outside. But we met um, because my wife, Carrie, she is from Buffalo. And we, on occasion, go to Buffalo to meet the in-laws and, and hang out with family and stuff. And um, actually, you and I, Brady, have been to Buffalo a couple times in the quest of uh, the best Buffalo wing. We have. We have. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So, so, um, so on one of these trips to Buffalo, 
um, we'd been somewhere else for dinner, and my uh, Carrie's aunt Nancy was staying at your hotel, and had been dining with you frequently, and and we'd had dinner somewhere else. And she goes, "Well, why don't you all come over and take a look at the hotel? You're gonna love it. The grounds are there, and there's a monument and all this." And I'm like, "What? Is, what is she talking about?" So anyway, we all get in the car, head over there, and this place is just breathtaking. It's absolutely beautiful from the the outside, and the, the minute you walk in, and I walk in, and I'm like this is my kind of place. You know, you could smell all of the, the cooking, the great food, and you look around and you see the dining rooms and people are in there and there's a great buzz and energy. And I'm like, this is where we should have been eating all along. This, this is beautiful. So, um, and Nancy says, oh, well, come and meet the owners. I'm like, well, what do you mean? They're busy. No, 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 come on, come on. They'd love to see you. I'm like, so she drags me over there and there's Russell and Mark over by the host stand and, and she introduced us. And just says, you know, well, Alvin, he owns a restaurant in Virginia Beach. And Mark says, what? Virginia Beach? <laughs> I'm going there next week. <laughs> I'm going there next week. I'm busy there once a year. So we got chatting. And then he says, well, do you want to come see the kitchen? I'm like, yeah, please. You know, not that I wanted to be dragged away from my in-laws or anything, because I really like them. But um, he took me into the kitchen. And wow, I, I swear, I think still to this day, it's the biggest kitchen I've been in. Well, that that kitchen is uh, in our place, not the uh, the previous place. I explained the kitchen is uh, like fifty five hundred square feet. Yeah, it's and and I've worked in some big kitchens in, in Europe and stuff, and this place and it was running so smooth. It was just a beautiful thing, and I was in awe for a while. So I often say I I, I inherited the luxury of, of of partnering up with a very successful guy because he he had done this a million times. He made all the mistakes early on, and he said one mistake he always made was never having enough room in the kitchen. So we built this place from scratch and uh, in 2008. And when he did it uh, and the plans were coming in, you know, he kept concentrating on, you know, give me some more room in the kitchen. Give me some more room in the kitchen. Steal this. We don't, uh, you know, at the time he was 75. He says, the dining room doesn't need to be that big. Steal me some more space. And uh, so we did, and we ended up with this huge kitchen. And, you know, I often said that organization, you know, kind of breeds efficiency, right? So when your place is that big and you... Everybody knows where everything is because it has its place and there's a room for everything. It, it just, Elvin mentioned, it looked very organized in there because of how spacious it was. But I have to tell you this, it wasn't long before we stole a little room for the bar. I don't, I don't know, but we had to expand our bar, so we stole yeah. the kitchen storeroom and uh, yeah. broke into there. Well, you had the space, so yeah. it worked out. Well, I was I was just happy to be there. And then, you know, you extend the offer for me to have a cocktail and... Which is really nice because we had literally just met. And that's one of the things that I like about our industry that is that we kind of take care of each other. So if we know sure. there's a, a restaurateur coming in or someone, you know, we'll say, hey, you know, have a drink or we'll send out a complimentary appetizer or something like that. You agree on that, Brady? I think that's part of our makeup to, to try and look after each other because we know how hard we all work in this industry. It is, yeah. And some people are a little bit more tight with that. And, and that, that's okay, too. Um, I never take offense to getting a bill or getting a full bill when I go to a, an acquaintance's restaurant or if I'm known, but, but it's always, it's, it's always nice to get a free drink or something like that, or, or invitation to the bar to have a drink with the owner or manager later. That's always nice. But it, you know, I, I certainly don't expect it. It's not something I don't think I wouldn't label that as one of those perks. I would just say that occasionally it happens and it's nice when it does. Uh, and if it's it nice happen, when it does. Yeah. It's also nice. And, yeah. and I try to extend that as well. 
But since then, you know, we've become friends and we check on each other and we email each other. Yeah, for sure. And whenever you're down here, you come and eat. And when, you know, whenever my family's up there, they come and eat. So it just, it's one of those things that is just. I surprised you a couple of weeks ago with that picture, didn't I? I know. <laughs> Mark emails me a picture of my kid holding the, was, it, was she holding a burger? Or? Well, she's in a chef's outfit. Yeah, I think. The, yeah the COVID. Chef's outfit. And yeah. so is that your aunt that comes in or your mother-in-law? So, well, both. Okay. So they're sisters. So, um. All right. But my aunt frequents there and sometimes she brings my mom so she came in to buy a gift certificate and she coincidentally one of my hotel desk clerks used to work with her out in their small town at a candy shop years ago so uh when they come in this the girl at the desk comes back and says mark come here you got to see who's out here and you come out and it's i I believe this was elvin's aunt i think nancy yeah and nancy and uh so we start shooting the lights i'm going down in in a couple weeks i'll for sure see elvin as long as everything stays cool with covid and and she goes i got to show you a picture You'll meet her this week. <laughs> At the candy shop, they had that that orange foam, chocolate-covered foam. Sponge candy. Sponge candy. Oh, right. sponge candy. So that's yeah. like a, is that a Buffalo thing? I mean, I've had sponge candy before, but it's special sponge candy. It is. And you know what? Uh, I certainly don't know the recipe, but what I'm told is our our climate tends to uh, create the best sponge candy. You can't get it other places. It's shipped around the country. Uh, there's we got three big candy shops. The one that I'm speaking of is called uh, Henry's out in Alden. And... Um, but it. Uh, but Henry's closes for a certain period yeah. of the year because I guess it gets too hot or too humid or something. Y- yep, and that's, that's right. So they can't make the sponge candy. Yeah. There's also a couple other uh, special things in uh, in Buffalo. One of them is a beef on weck. Uh, I had the beef on weck. So I would refer to a, a little bit ago to a, a trip we took out there to have a tour of Buffalo wings. Well. A little back backstory. Brady and I and another friend of ours, we generally meet once a week and we usually have wings uh, in various different places to try and find the best chicken wing. And sometimes we, what do we, soliloquize over things and get crazy about things. So we obsess a little bit. So we thought, well, let's go to Buffalo and find the best wing. Well, we, we needed to find like a yardstick because we weren't very familiar about what it, we knew what we liked. But we're like, well, is this actually right? Is this is this on the right? Is this original authentic. or is this the right authentic is, thing? Or was yeah. this so? There's a research trip that was that ensued. So the original place I believe is called the Anchor Bar. Is that yes. right? So we we tried the Anchor Bar and we tried Duff's, um, which I thought I'd seen in The Simpsons. Yeah, that's the beer. Duff beer. Yeah, and we tried a few other places. I mean, we we kind of got winged out. We we had a lot of wings in Buffalo. But we also had beef on wet. And beef on wet is, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to I see if I get it right. It's a roast beef that, that's a shaved roast beef on like a Kaiser roll with caraway seeds. Bingo. And salt, right? Is it salt as well? Or just yes. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a flake salt. Yeah, like sea salt. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sea salt. It's a, it's mm-hmm. sea salt and the caraway. And, they, and the caraway and the sea salt stick to the surface of that Kaiser roll. And uh, it's delicious. It really is. So, Mark, um, first, first, let me ask: What are the specialties in your restaurant? We consider ourselves a high-end, you know, steakhouse, and then uh, so you know we're bringing in prime strips and, and fillets, and and then we, uh, you know, garnish them up with uh, you know different fillet specials every night, you know, Neptunes, and and the chef comes up with different strip steak specials, and um, you know, we certainly carry seafood to make sure we can check all the boxes, but you know. 90% of the people are coming into our restaurant, you know, to get a good steak. And we've kind of come up with a seasoning, which makes our, you know, we, is, we think our secret. We also serve it with a demi-glaze uh, 
that it sits on. And, uh, you know, we're all buying the same steaks in Buffalo. Uh, it's what we do once it comes in the back door. We also have uh, pretty stringent guidelines on what we want them, how, how they need to be cut. Um, you know, our strip steaks all need to be uh, two inches, you know, high, and we cut the chain off the end. So, it's, you know, our strip steaks 100% edible. You know, the filet mignons are all center cut. And uh, and so, you know, our chef works with these purveyors, and, and uh, for the most part, they deliver what we're asking. You know, you and I talked a little bit about... Um during COVID about boxing food and that kind of stuff. Cause you'd seen that I've been doing dinner packs and, and then you said that you were doing your own with steaks. And, and you said to me, which I thought was pretty funny. It was kind of like a, a TV dinner that you were boxing and sending out. So we sat back for about three weeks when COVID started and just, you know, kept looking at our empty restaurant and uh, said that we're not in the takeout business. I mean, we used to do it, but it would, might've been three, four orders a week. And, uh, we just weren't geared up for it. And, uh, so finally, after watching everybody else and, and realizing, because this was all new to us, right? When this hit March 17th, we had no idea if this was going to be a week, two weeks, three months. Three weeks in, we realized, you know, the end was a lot further out than we expected. And uh, for us, it was June 23rd. Was the, it was, so we started in the middle of April. And so we said, okay, what are we good at? And uh, we're a steakhouse. So what we came up with, um, and we also didn't have any staff, you know, in the place. They all... We're out the door on unemployment. We, so we said, what could we do uh, to pull this off? So we ended up getting a large uh, uh, four-inch tin you know, container that could hold four smaller tins inside of it. And uh, we'd put a, a nine-ounce filet in there. We put uh, some mushroom sauce, mashed potato, uh, mixed vegetable in those four compartments that filled it up. And then we you know, sealed the top. Now, everything is cooked. The steak was cooked at just under rare meant to finish at home so we put instructions on there on how to bring it up to the temperature that they wanted and then we uh put in a, a salad and a cheesecake in there and that was it if you wanted to come there was no special orders it was how many of these do you want and we were nervous that geez we're going to force this down their their throats but it uh the support we have because of you know all the great things we do for the community was very uh overwhelming i mean we were averaging 300 of those every saturday we just did it saturdays Mother's Day weekend, we did 800 um, between the two days, Saturday and Sunday, of this boxed take it home and finish cooking it meal that uh, it certainly wasn't the quality they get when they sit down in our dining room. But we got a lot of great compliments of it and the ease of it. Um, and I think it, by us not trying to get too cute on what we could do, uh, stick with what we know best, uh, we pulled it off. Excellent. Kept it simple but effective. Yeah. Wish I got that advice. Back then, you kept it to yourself, didn't you? Email him back well, and forth with the, well, with the genius was, over here. I was here. already doing dinner packs. Just <laughs> I, I saw his dinner <laughs> packs, and you know we hadn't started yet. I said, that's a good idea, man. Uh, and so, of course, I, that was in some of my thought processes. We were doing how we could do it. So, yeah, to our point earlier about you know the collaboration that we all bring to the, the table when we get together, hunting down the best wing or finishing the last cocktail. About that hunting the best wing, what, what makes a good wing for you? So, you know, you mentioned that the top two destinations in Buffalo, when people come up to, they run to those two places. Um, there's a, a, a small um, part of Buffalo called South Buffalo. And I actually moonlit there, bartending up and down a, a Abbott Road for 25 years when I first uh, got married and, you know, had to pay some bills. And uh, they all fought for the best wing. And uh, there's a secret ingredient. There's a, a wing out there called the Smitty's Wing. And this was from the 60s. And and, uh, you know, I don't, the secret ingredient is, believe it or not, that I like in my wings is nutmeg. And 
the wing themselves, you know, there's fats and flats, right? The legs are the fats, uh, the wings are the, uh, the flats. And uh, personally, I'm a flat guy. I'm a flat guy, too. I'm a fat guy. I know. So, so when Brady and I go out together, I'm going to say, I'll take all the flats that he takes the fat. And then it gets uh, even competitive with the blue cheese, you know, uh, the dipping blue cheese that you have to have with your chicken wings. Everybody's got a little bit of a different flair to that. Now, our wing festival this year got canceled. Um, but, uh, you know, if you guys are looking to trek up again, that's a good weekend to come. We, we yeah. need to do a we little more research. Yeah. <laughs> a little more research. Yeah, we need to put that on the calendar for whenever we get out of this stuff. Typically, it's Labor Day weekend this year. It's a, it's a virtual thing around the country for charity. Um, not sure how they're going to pull it off, but uh, it's usually one of the, the last festival of the season for us, so it's very well attended. How about beef on weck? Is there something that makes a special beef on weck? You know, I think a lot with the, well, the, the, the beef's got to be real tender, but also the presentation. That when You know, if you ask me, my favorite place for beef on weck, there's a little place in West Seneca. Um, it's it's called Schwabbles, and I like it because it's an old time. It's an old house. It's got about twelve tables, and that all the chairs are touching. You know, it's got an old nineteen fifties bar in it with guys behind there with uh, butchers' aprons, ties, carving right behind uh, the bar. And uh, when you order it up, and uh, I think I enjoy those the most. So I remember seeing um, an article. Actually, I didn't see the article. My aunt sent me the article, and it was about. It was a great story about you helping out a couple. During their 65th wedding anniversary, there was a bit of a faux pas. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it was uh, it was it was actually last December, and uh, you know we book up real quick for Christmas parties and all of our private rooms and large tables in the dining room, and all of a sudden uh, I've got uh, you know line in front of me checking in for dinner and we're seating them, and all of a sudden this woman comes up, she's carrying a cake, and she goes, you know we're here for the 65th wedding anniversary, and I said, well, what name would that be under? And she gives me a name, and I look at, geez, I don't see that. She goes, well. There's 18 of us, and, um, you know, I spoke with Melanie. This is all set up, and, you know, we don't have a Melanie that works for us. And, um, you know, so, you know, one of the people stepped up from the party and said, uh, you know, here's the confirmation. And they had been going through um, opentable.com, which is, you know, a reservation system. We're part of it. And uh, they actually booked a Russell's in Denver, Colorado. And uh, how amongst three or four phone calls, three or four emails, it wasn't discovered uh, from these guests that they wow. booked the wrong place. But so they end up in our lap, you know, they're all dressed to the nines. You know, when I say 65th wedding anniversary, that means that the guests of honor are like 85, right? 87 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. It's winter time. I'm thinking, okay, I'm not sending them back out to their cars. This place is, is <laughs> packed. And I said, do me a favor, run to the bar and, uh, you know, give me 10 minutes. So I cleared out the line in front of me, got them all set, went down and we had, we had had a room set up for a, um, uh, a bridal breakfast the next morning and uh you know no staff so i just grabbed a couple dishwashers and i we went down and retrofitted that room and uh we went as far as to quickly produce some uh you know personalized menus we put up some specialty boards in the room and probably it was about 40 minutes from when she, i met her that i said okay i'm ready for you and she's like what and we take her down to this room that was completely personalized for her event wow. and uh like i said i got lucky that that room was uh, used in the afternoon, not at night, because my hands would have been tied. But uh, it was meant to be. They That's got awesome. Lucky. That's awesome. Yeah, they got lucky. They yeah, got lucky. They, well, one thing I feel sorry for those people out in Denver, Colorado, that are waiting <laughs> for them, looking, out, looking yeah. out the window. <laughs> Where is that eighteen? <laughs> but it, it really speaks. I mean, so this is a restaurant man, and that's how you know. Because so how many times have 
has it been simple, a, a two or four top, and and be, oh yeah, we uh, they just don't care. And then somebody who had done what they thought was all the setup and work for it, and he came through and knocked it out of the park. They probably had a better time at your place than they would have in Colorado. Well, I think they did. And they, you know what I said? They're going to have a laugh for the rest of their lives about that, you know, on the sister that was supposed to book the right place. But they're the ones, Alvin, you picked it up. Somebody sent you an article in the news. We had nothing to do with that. You know, this woman went home, thought about it, and said, you know, to Brady's point, this could have went one or two ways, and one was disastrous. And uh, it didn't. And she wanted to, you know, spread the word of, of what we did there. And, you know, that's another thing, and, and I'm not, you know, Tooting our horn, but we're there every night, you know, like you guys are most in your restaurants and, you know, we're handling that stuff. And, you know, I, I, I crossed my fingers that if, you know, if that was a staff member and we weren't there that, you know, they might've thought outside the box. Um, they see us do it all the time. You hope some of it's contagious, but you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, um, being there and running your business, um, I think also separates us from a lot of places. It does. And it, when you step away from the helm, you may have a skipper in charge who's, who's been trained and they know what they're doing, but it's just not the same as the captain on the bridge. Bingo. But it's so nice that the, those folks made the headline out of it and, and shun the light on you for doing something great. And, you know, all too many times people want to say the bad things and they go to Yelp. So this was a great opposite yeah. to, to say, Hey, you know, they've done something really wonderful and we, we want to share it. And, and I wish there were more of that. Yeah, and then when that did happen, the news came out to see us. I said, you got to come at, after 3 o'clock because I might have had the idea, but there was like six of us that pulled this together, and you had waiters doing double duty, and so let's uh, come when they're all here so they can you know, share in the limelight a little bit. So awesome. uh, the, the news got to interview all them. And, and again, I, to the point I made, they, they see what comes out of doing the right thing and, and making someone's night. I mean, those people will never go anywhere again in, a, in our city for a special event after what we did. So, Mark, thank you very much for joining us here at Steinhobers and on the Windhaven River and talking to us, taking time out of your vacation and postponing your lunch. Yep, we certainly appreciate you being here. Uh, thanks for all your insight. And, yeah, we're going to have a little brunch here at Steinhobers. How do you feel about that? I feel I might be adding another restaurant to my list. So the, the place is absolutely gorgeous. That uh, Thanks for the invite, and I'm looking forward to lunch. I'm Brady. And I'm Alvin. And this is... The, the check. check.